What's up, you bunch of bushy-eyebrowed platypuses? It's us. We're back. The part-time otaku podcast returns. Post-show 67 or something or other. You, you'll you see it in the title. Um, we have a busy week. Grant will be here in a moment. Um, here's what we talk about this week. The Last of Us, Episode 2. Vinland Saga, Season 2, Episode 3. Near Automata, Episode 3. Which, there's a lot of Near Automata news, which we get to in the news feed, which is just after that. Um, back half of the show, Trigun Stampede, Episode 3, just a lot of feelings there. My Hero Academia, Season 6, Episode 16, Tokyo Revengers, Season 2, Episode 3. I need someone to tell me how to feel about this. Uh, and then we end on Blue Lock. Um, a lot of nice, kind vibes, positive vibes, as they say on Blue Lock. Uh, and then, of course, we finish on the Q&A, the Instagram sensation that is sweeping the nation. We put it on our Instagram every week on Mondays at Part-Time Otaku Podcast, where you can follow us, which I suggest you do, and you can submit your questions there. Before we cut to the bitchin' intro music, I must say, thank you so much to the comic book shop for your continued support and sponsorship of the show. If you're listening to the show, and if you're a fan of the show, check out the comic book shop. Uh, We're an Ottawa-based podcast. You can find them on 128 Bank Street, but if you are an international listener, and we know there are many of you, you can find them at thecomicbookshop.com, and that's comic book shop shop spelled s-h-o-p-p-e dot com or of course on instagram at comic book shop bank hit them up tell them we sent you enjoy the show <sighs> tokyo Revengers, why do you do this to me <laughs> What's up, Judas? Oh. <laughs> Sorry, <Okay. man. laughs> Dude. Let's kick her off strong oh. this week. I just, I felt like I needed to get your attention. Yeah, attention grabbed. Good. I'm glad. <laughs> um, God, how is it only Tuesday slash Wednesday morning for the listener or later in, in we date? Should, we should just start recording these on like Friday afternoons and just like we start with a relieved tone versus like... I'm Man. so pent the up. Just, yeah. <laughs> the week has just started. We should, or we should do something like not so late or mm. um, before dinner or something. We should reevaluate the schedule. I mean, a Sunday morning with the second cup of coffee. I was I about to say, like, be yeah. easy with the Sunday morning. That sounds aggressive. <laughs> yeah. Well, Post second cup of coffee. Yeah, yeah, I could do that. Yeah. I get, yeah, the the obvious problem that it presents is like mm-hmm. all the anime. Well, just a lot of animes run on random days, and like Tuesday yep. has somehow just like become a good day to do it. We've been very lucky with the Tuesdays for sure. Yeah, yeah it's very odd. But uh, it is also the beginning of the week, so <laughs> a crude reminder. Yeah. Um, man, we so we've got some stuff to discuss here. Last of Us, episode two. Um, I am so happy that the internet has caught fire about this show. Yeah? Yeah, like, I don't, like, so obviously, you know, for the listener, Grant and I have very different relationships with The Last of Us. Grant played both of the video games, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I played, and like... The left, and Left Behind DLC for the first one. Okay, well, so yeah, he's well-versed in the lore and, and, and all that. Um, and I played, like, the first two hours, and it scared the hell out of me, so I couldn't play anymore. <laughs> 
Um, I've done that to Leanna or Sunday when we were watching it. Yeah. I was like, you know, I remember Dave playing this and he, he backed out probably yeah. before this point. So Yeah, it scared the hell out of me. Um, but it's just cool to see something like this get a ton of uh, a ton of recognition. Um, and like good, you know, like it's it, like a good energy around it. Like how many of these video game ad- or adaptations nailed me, it? Uh, have been, like just you know, like like they're like barely at the gate and they're getting like run through the mud, you know. So it's like you know this had like the week weeks out, you know, the good praise and it's here and like you know we're gonna talk about the new speed, but like so much like the audience is continuing to grow, you know, which is for for something like this, it's it's very nice to see. Yeah. So. Is this, I don't want to say the first of its kind, because obviously, like, the direct comparison everyone's making when they're talking about ratings is obviously Game of Thrones, which is technically an adaptation, but it's not a video game one, right? So I'm trying to think, is this, and again, we're only two episodes in, they have plenty of time to fuck it up, Mm. but is this so far, especially considering its viewership, is this, like, the best a video game to television series adaptation has been? Live action, obviously. I think best to like, you know, like almost like to. It's the closest. Like it's not a one to one, but it's probably the closest to the original product without yeah. like you know va- like you know some of the Mortal Kombat movies. Like they're just like taking some real stretches on them, mm-hmm. or you know this and that. Like I think the next thing would be like probably the Mario movie coming out this year, which I know a lot of people have some thoughts on the voice acting. But all that aside, what movie? The the new uh, the Super Mario movie. Oh yes, yes, yes. I'm sure you know that would be probably probably the next one but uh but yeah i think right now i think last of us kind of holds the the mantle and it's it's um like just tell me if you agree with this i feel like if i said grant you know that video game franchise um that you know and love and it's like fill in the blank here because you play a lot of games and a lot of people play a lot of games i feel like if you tell that person you tell that video game fan the name of the studio making the adaptation, it's going to carry a lot of weight, right? Mm. Like, if I said um, FX is doing a Last of Us show, or Netflix is doing a Last of Us show, or AMC, I feel like the pedigree that HBO carries is still very, very relevant. Yeah, yeah still to this day, for sure. Is that they, is that fair? I think they were the perfect match for this pro- product, you know, um, IP, I guess, if yeah. you, you want to be gross about it. But, like, at the end of the day, it is. But, like, of course. I think they... I think they have the some of the best, like, one-to-one with kind of, like, this type of storytelling. It's a good match with, like, a lot of Sony's other work, too. Like, it's not mm-hmm. just, you know, like, the Naughty Dog Studios, you know, with, you know, with Sony Santa Monica or even uh, Sucker Punch. Like, you know, they're very, you know, focused in on you know, this type of storytelling. And I think HBO in their own way has been very super character focused. Whereas I think, you know, FX, they kind of, it's a lot of more ensemble stuff and you know, like you get that on HBO too, but it's just, there's something about like, it, I think they're the perfect match. Or like, God forbid, what if I said, you know, who's, uh, oh, you know, who's doing this? What if it's the CW? You know, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, that would be the worst. AMC would have made me a little nervous if they were doing this. Yeah. Personally. But, uh, um, yeah. okay. So, Let's, let's talk about episode two of The Last of Us. There's your spoiler warning if you're following along and you haven't seen that episode yet. Um, I, I'll start, because I'm going to ask you a couple, like I'll give it to you, but you're, you're going to know a lot more than I will. Mm. Um, I know for a fact there are some changes between the video game and the episode. this episode, yeah. Yeah, and I'm, I'm you know, on the positive side, I, I thought the um, soundtrack really stuck out. 
Um, I thought, man, like I'm sure we're going to learn more about this and I'm sure this is just the beginning, but the set design, and I bet with the kind of budget that HBO has, like a lot of this has to be green screen. I wonder if we'll like hear about that. It ha um, well, like, or like VFX on top of existing environments. Cause that's the thing, like, and it's not like a nitpick, like it's just cause I know like the scope of the show, what they're trying to do. I actually don't love some of the background shots. Like it, it looks very fake um, in this, yeah. in the first episode too, but it's the, the like within reach stuff that I think they're nailing. Like the actual sets, like the distance stuff don't like, but like what the actors are playing around in is phenomenal. The I, things I, the like actors on. can touch. The playground is, yeah. is, is very, very like, good. Um, that scene, you know, towards the end, or actually, I guess you would say maybe middle. What what is it? What are the ones called that makes the sound and they clickers. don't clickers? Yeah. The scene with the clicker, which is like probably among one of the best Phenomenal. scenes in the show. Phenomenal. Um, but like when they're in that dingy building and things are falling apart, like I loved all that, right? Mm -hmm. But then later, game accurate. Game, it was yeah. It was stunning, and also like not to jump, like uh -huh. Neil Druckmann directed this episode. There was a yeah. lot of gamey things in this episode which i found very funny you know it's the okay we got to move we got to move the this to get out the door you know we got to help this person up into another area while they wait and unlock a door it was it was kind of funny how like of course the video game director in this episode is doing all the, like these I, subtle I was, moments i was thinking about you in all those moments because i did get <laughs> to around this point i got to about the end of this episode Oh, okay. um, in the game and there are a lot of moments like that like move the dresser past the door give someone a boost stuff like that where I was like and you know even just the way when they all took out their flashlights yeah. um, I was like oh my god like this and I kept looking over to Sam because I could tell we were having different experiences because this is one of the few things that I've played in the game and I was like this is weird this is like watching someone control Play. Pedro Pascal <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know I, I loved it I thought like that was so cool because it was surreal. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, towards the end of the episode, there's like an explosion shot, and there's these there's this beautiful shot of Ellie looking kind of into the distance, but then it shows what she's looking at, and it's like, oh, okay, so she's clearly standing in front of a green screen. Yeah. Um, so that, to your point about like the, the wide shots, the environments, like the far-seeing stuff, like it's a little heavy-handed. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, like the more the more the characters inter like when they're in environments they can interact with you're right it looks like the set dressing is fantastic the whole sequence of i think my it's such a weird moment but I, by far my favorite moment in the episode is when they kind of you know they find the dead guy they they kind of assess the damage to him and like they immediately like they know it's a clicker right and mm -hmm. it starts with like like you know kind of like the soundtrack kind of goes out a little bit becomes a little more quieter and just, like, his delivery of, like, not quiet, silent. You know, I was, like, it gave me goosebumps of, like, wow, that's, like, incredible delivery on his part. Um, but, like, the whole, the way they worked their way up the stairwell, you know, I was, like, the, just the anxiety they were building for each step as they, it was incredible. Like, that whole sequence from what second they get into the museum till they get to the top of the steps at the door, like, when the door collapses behind them. Yeah. Um, incredible stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I I really love this episode. Maybe we should talk briefly about um, the fact that um, I just lost my train of thought. Grant, help me. Uh, we should talk about the differences between the game and yeah. the uh, and the show. So I think the biggest one that I was aware of and that I actually saw headlines of. I'm trying to stay a little bit further away from some of the subreddits on this one. 
Mm. Um, just paranoid on spoilers, and I'm, it feels so good to have a late night Sunday drama. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, there's so Game of Thrones all over again. Or House it, of Dragon. It is. Well, House of Dragon was Game of Thrones all over again, and this is like House of Dragon all over again, but like not that far apart. So we're getting kind of spoiled. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm trying to keep some distance. But what I was going to say was this: uh, Is it the Spore Network? Yes. So, so why don't you go ahead and explain what the difference is? Well, I don't think it's so much. Um, it's not so much a difference. It, this is actually like a detail that kind of added on to uh, like existing fan theories. Like we never had the full extent of the communication between. Like we knew there was kind of a network. Like how the other infected were notified and like would become like chasing you down. It was kind of you know some would chalk it up to being kind of gamey, but there was some loose of like you know the clearly like the spores are communicating through the fungus lines and all that. Okay. So to have it like so reactionary, it's more of like a, I guess an addendum. Yeah. Not necessarily like a change. So it's kind of like a an added thing, and also it kind of goes to like the, the beginning, like the Jakarta stuff, and uh, the flower yes being like you know the kind of being the main reason of how like it got overseas to infect people. Yeah. There were theories back before the show started of like oh like there's this one guy like you know total you know big brain thinker who had a theory because there's a thing in similar like pancake mix in the game as well mm-hmm. so people were like oh maybe like it's flower or whatever and then but uh but yeah so a couple addendums or okay. a- additions to the, the overall story i think okay but nothing in here well let me ask it this way then did anything in this episode offend you as a video game player first yeah the ending i hated the explosion <laughs> yeah okay so yeah so here's where I'm at, and that gross ass scene with like friggin' Tess and fucking like makeout murdered by a yeah, by infected. Didn't love that. That was f- gross. It, it was I weird. Maybe uncomfortable. <laughs> it probably had, I don't know what the desired effect was, but I have a feeling it was to make me cringe and look away, mm. and it accomplished that. Sure. Um, if you want to, so okay, I, I'm I'm kind of dim here, or. I can barely remember. I know she dies in the game relatively early. We already gave a spoiler warning, so give me a break. Um, but wasn't it the fireflies that? So what happened to her in game? In the game, what happened was like their their goal in saving the show. The goal was to go meet the fireflies at yeah. the state house. The fire the fireflies that were there in the game were jumped by the ravagers, who are like kind of like the wasteland gang mm-hmm. they're essentially the, you know marauders mm-hmm. uh, so they were jumped so Tess is bit in the game mm-hmm. and she knows she's gonna die so she goes out in a blaze of glory against like trying to hold back cause like the following mission in the game is like there's still some pursuit of like the humans after Joel and Ellie okay so like she but she like kind of like you know holds them back for the most part um, for a little bit, like the whole ex- like explosion and like that was like very very over the top. <laughs> I didn't love like the lighter scene. I think it was just like a little um, a little melodramatic, a little for... drama for drama's sake. It's like yeah, we, yeah, yeah. we know you're gonna get it in the last click. <laughs> yeah, right? we know you're but, not gonna uh, freeze. And yeah, yeah. okay. It so didn't there offend is... me. It was just like I, I I preferred like her going out and kind of like a. I was actually bummed that they're focusing more on the infect. I guess I understand it's the budget they want to show off you know, all the infected and the makeup and this and that. So they're using them in this instance versus humans. But Mm -hmm. to me in the game, and I think they're saving a lot of that for some later moments, which I will not get into. I'm not even going to touch, but I think the best parts of the last of us are the human to human interaction. Right. And a couple instances of, you know, infected, like the clicker moment, like the first clicker moment, 
they absolutely like nailed. It's similar to the the first episode in the bat in the back cab of the truck, kind of seeing Sarah's perspective of like as Joel and Tommy are driving around. Like it's it's almost one to one. Like the tension, it, everything is it's it's perfection. Honestly, that whole clicker scene was, was very very yeah. The, and I'm not. I, I'm just not a thriller horror guy, and it's, it's <laughs> I am yeah. I it's that. a shame because that's such a when you get into like this kind of realm that we found ourselves in, like having a podcast just to talk about stuff that we watch, mm. like this enthusiast community, I guess you could call it. Sure. Like a lot of people that love movies love horror movies too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's a there's a really big intersection in the Venn diagram there. And I just cannot connect with it. Like some, like some stuff I can. Oh, you don't um, want to go see Megan with me? No, like, dude, when that, like, when I saw all the reviews of that come out, I asked Sam, I was like, "What? What's that movie?" She goes, "Oh, it's a horror." I was like, "Oh, so I'm not watching. I'm not even gonna watch the trailer." I love it. But I love, I love being scared. Yeah, I, see, don't know I why. fucking hate yeah. it. But yeah. all of that said, like. You know, Sam's like looking away during that clicker scene. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm in. Like, this is fucking awesome. I'm, yeah. I'm petrified and I'm in. It, it was the perfect blend of like 60% horror, 40% action. You know, like it was, it, it was a really good blend. Like it was kind of like a, the t- give and take of the two different genres in one scene. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, they're they're fighting back, they're running, they're fighting back, they're running, you know, like it's it's uh, in such a tight space. And uh, the layout too, it felt so familiar to the game too. It was like, oh, like you can, they had Ellie crawling under stuff, which I thought was genius. And yeah. The, the, yeah, I don't want to over rotate, but last thing on that like fight sequence is like the choreography and the way they chose to direct that from an action perspective was also pretty brilliant. Um, mm. You watch enough Walking Dead or enough World War Z or just enough of this kind of in this territory and it's like you know the zombies are always stormtroopers and um the survivors are always fucking jedi level right Mm. and but in reality it feels like joel and tess miss most of their shots because that's what happens and they're fumbling with their guns you know what i mean like it's chaotic so so frantic yeah i i loved the action there were stakes you know what i mean and i i think that's important so that was really really cool that like honestly like take away it blows my mind how iconic the clicker sound design is. Yeah. And just, just to have all these other people out, you know, or for first time people of this story to get that. Like, I cannot describe the panic I felt the first time. You know, cans on, playing The Last of Us. Ugh. Yeah. And I heard that I heard that click for the first time. I was like, what the fuck Dude, was that's that? masochistic behavior. <laughs> like, <laughs> Not only am I only playing that game in full sunlight with the volume turned off, but, like, <laughs> to picture you being like, oh, yeah, it's midnight. I'm going to put this in surround sound on my head. You're out of your mind. You're out of your mind. I love it. You want to hurt. Um, <laughs> speaking of speaking of wanting to hurt, let's talk about Vinland Saga. Why? What a segue. Fucking Mr. Segways. They call me Johnny Segways. Johnny Segways? Um, <laughs> I don't want to ruin the good moment. I'm going to plow forward here. Um, season two, episode three, Vinland Saga, there's your spoiler warning. So this, this is a, I am happy that the show's moving because, and I'm I'm still not sure where where this goes because you and I have talked about how like on Reddit and even in interactions we've had, people call it like farmland saga. Yeah. And I really was, and I wouldn't be upset about it for the record. If we spend 15 episodes, like, you know, like. What do they call it with the harvest? Yielding the harvest? Collecting the harvest? Do something? Oh, uh, yeah. 
working on the farm with like little (laughs) to no action like i figured it would be like a lot of exploratory thorfinn stuff but like there's Mm -hmm. already kind of action and and stakes um so it's already we're three episodes in and like but also not is which i love you know like i think you know there's obviously like a key moment in this episode where they really could have let loose the action and i like they chose not to which i think was more powerful by the end of it like you know, Leanne and I were bated breath, like, oh, fuck, like, fucking get at him. Let yeah. loose, you know, like, go, get him. And, and then at the end of it, you're like, oh, wow, that was heavier. Without the action, you know, it was... You could I not be know. more right. That That is yeah. that is the take, I think. And that's exactly how I felt, because when I was... What's this guy's name? Um, this dipshit. Uh, Kettle, the farmer's Kettle, or Ketil, K-E-T-I-L. Mm. Have fun with I, that. Yeah, I missed the son's name again. His son's name is Olmar. Omar, yes. Um, O-L. Fox and Badger. Yeah. Oh, and it's Fox. Yeah, okay. So yeah. Fox is the bodyguard who's cutting up Thorfinn, right? Mm-hmm. And as this all is unfolding, I'm like, okay, so this is the moment then, right? Like, we're going to understand that there are levels to this game Thorfinn's gonna lose his fucking shit and kill everybody in the camp and maybe the fun you know what I mean like he's gonna Mm -hmm. lose control and I was like okay well it's episode three I guess this is the direction we're gonna go in but to your point that's not what happens at all no he like kind of doubles down on not really wanting to be to exist Mm -hmm. and yeah that was very morose yeah it like you know it's I you know I, I don't want to be doing this every week, but like this is by far the best episode. Like when they have these moments of like just let the characters cook a little bit, you know, like let's get. They did a good job of kind of explaining out the world just a little bit more, you know. They had the beginning with uh, Einar and I'm I'm already blanking on her name, but essentially uh, the the head farmer's assistant, oh, the, the other slave, potential love interest. The yeah, the, or yeah, the, the blonde, the, yeah. Cl- clearly the love interest. Um, you know, they have the moment where. We get a reveal of, like, obviously, Einar, or Einar knows, you know, uh, Norse because, like, you know, he kind of drops the lore bomb of, like, you know, like, our village hails from Norse people, so I know English and Norse, mm-hmm. and he feels that out, and that makes more sense why he understands everyone. You know, yeah, we get the, these guys aren't just retainers, like, they're clearly, like, Viking raiders who mm-hmm. are, like, you know, in their off-season from raiding and like they're kind of like guests to the farm you know it was just like one thing after another and then kind of like the way they get guided away and then just the whole fox speech of like clearly he's such like a bitch and he's like trying to just bullying everyone because like no one bigger than him is around right now yeah and he just his whole spiel with omar like it was it was very very well crafted episode and it slowly I, i think in recent memory there's been very few anime episodes that ramp up in such a steady climb or steady climb mm-hmm. to a point where it's just like you're kind of just like breathless at the end you, know? like, you kind of like, have m- to let the yeah. air out at the end right like, yeah you can't i i agree because uh it is a really really good lesson a really great example in just mounting tension slowly <laughs> steadily if i have to nitpick i'll say they probably yeah, i'm curious if you agree or disagree I think they probably cut Thorfinn two or three too many times. Like, there's probably two, one too many montage clips in there for me. I was like, okay, like, that's like the 30th mm-hmm. fucking time you've cut him. Um, yeah, yeah, maybe. And then with the, air, with the ear, but I was like, okay, at this point, I'm just looking for stuff to be wrong because, like, you know what I mean? There was no point. I think I was just kind of biting my nails. I think, personally, I think the ear came a little late. Yeah, I would agree. Or, you know, so, yeah. I, I, I agree with you there. Less but. body cuts, jump to the ear, and then, like, yeah. get Fox, or uh, Snake in there, rather. But Which was... 
Another thing too, it was like you know, because we're. I think the problem with Vinland Saga is there's a lot of similar character designs and character types and names. Yeah. And, and voices. <laughs> and you know, like we get this character. And I'm like, oh wait, wait, did we meet him an episode or two ago? Is he from the previous? Like it's just genuinely like, no, same. oh, who is this? And then you know, then you kind of get like, we oh we don't know him. Like obviously we don't know him. know someone named Snake or whatever. But uh, good is... good reveal of a character like total change. He's like yeah. a bum before he's getting <laughs> chewed out by the old man in the field, and then he, he arrives on site, and he's kind of like clearly the boss man. So clear hierarchy so, with the names there too. Is it snake yeah. or no? Would the snake be above the fox? I feel like foxes eat snakes. I guess it more, depends what kind of snake. More deadlier. Definitely, yeah. the names match their like kind of body type. Their appearances, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then great episode. <laughs> great episode, man. The the fever dream. Uh, no, it's not a fever dream because oh, it's more of a dream. night terror. Yeah. Yeah. And he doesn't Heider know. Shitless. I love that Heider's taking a piss. And he comes up, and it almost looks like he barely, like, didn't piss in his pants. And he's like, what's going on? Like, you good, dude? He's like, yeah, I've never heard a man scream like that. And I was like, wow, you're in for a ride, buddy. How many years do you think it's been? Did they say at the beginning of the season? Uh, Leanne and I looked into it, and it's, I think, right now they're 19. Okay. 19, or Thorfinn would be 1920. Okay, so he's naturally a little short. Yes. Okay, because it's not... Yeah, because his face looks quite aged. Man. Levi Ackerman styles. Yeah. You also have to give it up uh, animation-wise. Like, they're doing a really great job making him so dead in the face. It's all in the eyes. Yeah. Yeah, those eyes are uh, real. (laughs) Real soulless. um... Do you think we meet up with Canute this season? Like, I, I, I bet... I'd be willing to bet with some degree of confidence that the viewer sees Canute, mm. but I wonder if Thorfinn interacts with any of the previous cast. I'm gonna say no. Um, I think I think <clears throat> at this rate, it, and it is hard to say because I do think there was a key moment in this episode where Thorfinn, you know, before they get taken away by the the two uh, the guests, uh, the you know Fox and Badger, when Thorfinn's cleaning his face, he has that moment of like. I you know because I had a dream like I need to remember this moment and it's clearly setting up like the you know them leaving the farm and it's like the the I think the overall goal like his character you know is it's going to be associated with the dream so I think we're going to get more dream sequences uh maybe him remembering the dream that might involve Canute potentially mm-hmm. you know so I think we might get that this season um but like a, a legit face to face I I don't think so yeah, it's hard. It's really hard to say. The show is keeping me on my toes each week. So was it episode two? Some character mentioned that someone mentioned something about Canute's army, and they used Canute's name, and mm. I, and I thought I remember being like, "That's noteworthy because why do they know him by name? Like he must be doing things right." Like because if you think about it, in the, last episode, it, episode one or two, it might have hmm. been one. Canute and his quote army were mentioned. I and I just remember being like, oh, that's noteworthy because the last we saw of him, his father was killed by Askeladd and mm. he took over. So, like, what's happening now? Is he at war? I mean, clearly we don't know and we're not supposed to know. But I really yeah. am curious about what's going to happen there. Only time will tell. Mm-hmm. Let's, uh, let's talk about Near Automata, episode three. Um, you go. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> really, eh? Yeah, I'm done. I think. I think there's just, there's genuinely so... I think it's just... Well, uh, you know, 
<laughs> it's gonna be it's you know we're gonna get to it it's not gonna be on for potentially quite a while yeah we can talk um, about that now it yeah was in the so, news feed but go ahead yeah it's so the the rumors of like covid because that's the thing too it's not just near there's two other productions uh that are completely halted right now due to covid uh, mm-hmm. some pretty major delays um and near being kind of like the biggest one with the eyes on it but there has been in the past few days leading up to the official announcement from aniplex and a1 about the delay uh with regards like there's some serious mismanagement going mm-hmm. on between not so much a1 but i think it's on the aniplex side and it's not just near there's multiple shows that they are publishing or associated to that are also kind of getting the fuck around in in some ways like you know if you go on reddit i think it was actually on anime news network uh, there's a an interview from i think it was uh uh it wasn't someone from A1, but there's a, a recent show, a producer from that show, who was, like, just, like, th- putting it all out there. I'm like, yeah, like, there's, it's it's not great. <laughs> like, this is what, like, what we went through with a- Aniplex in this instance. And uh, so I think there's more going on to just COVID. It could, it could be mainly that, but it sounds like, I think the evidence is there's a lot of weird stuff going on with Aniplex right now. Um, but all that aside, and with this episode... I'm gonna wait till this is all out, and mm. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna binge it. And because at this rate, I'm just not interested in kind of like what's being told. Like, um, it's there. I'm starting to see where they are turning into a bit of a different story, mm. not by much, but I'm just not interested in, in, in what they're doing right now. I, I need to see the full bigger picture and kind of this. To me, it's too slow of a show to not binge at this point. Right. Okay. And there's so much on right now that I'm on, and we're and we're not covering all that stuff. But Leanne and I are watching quite a few shows right now, and it's uh, it's just it's the one I look forward to the least uh, to watch. That's fair. I can I know exactly how you feel. Actually, we're going to talk about a show shortly <laughs> that I feel the same way about. But so here's where I'm at. I think episode one for me was rough. Mm-hmm. Episode two felt like a different show, mm-hmm. and episode three um, feels like a decent continuation of that second show that I saw. But, like, I'm definitely uncertain. Like, I was... I'm intrigued by the ending, this cliffhanger that they have at the end of episode three. I'm, like, partly curious about, like, how does this happen in the game? I don't want you to tell me, though, because I... No, 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 no. I, I do want to keep watching. But then, like, yeah, this news... So we should say, with the like, just to be very clear, the news that... And, and Grant sent me this in advance, and I knew that... Nier was being managed by A1 and, and uh, Aniplex, and there was confusion and drama there. But then on the official t- uh, Nier Automata Twitter, they just said, yeah, not only is episode four being delayed, but all subsequent episodes are also delayed mm-hmm. and with indefinite hiatus. Now, they said we're going to be back as soon as possible, but like that's, pr- that's a pretty drastic thing that I've never really seen happen in anime before. Well, like, hey, so uh, the show that I was watching, Uncle from Another World, like, they're still only on episode six or seven, and that was out months ago. Like, yeah. four or five months ago. And, you know, at that rate, it should be done, kind of. You know, like, it would it's 12 episodes or whatever, however long would have been would have been out. Like, um, for example, one of the other shows that was announced this week, uh, uh, Kubo Won't Let Me Be Invisible, It's it, I think it's aired, like, um, almost six episodes right now. And they're just redoing, like, okay, we're going to... So in April, I think April 1st, they're just going to, re like, rerun the show. So that's, like, you know, three months from now, minimum, till we see new... Or anyone would see new episodes for that. So, like, that's their timeline of, like, yeah, like, we're going to run these six, and then, like, the seventh episode will be after that. So 
it could be from my understanding not till may till like that seventh seventh or eighth episode comes out so i'm wondering if that's a similar timeline that near is going to be going through dude it's, so, it's hard tough. to say it is very tough 86 had a huge one huge delay too right it was like was three, that them too any uh oh i believe so oh well here's the other crazy news that came out of that so licorice recoil was supposed to be out in fall 2021 <laughs> yeah, i saw that and the it was like super delayed till the summer of uh 22 and it was the same so it was an antiplex joint for that and i believe i believe 86 was also in uh in that uh realm as well what a mess yeah crazy that's I, very weird the the again it's all con- conjecture but the posts across the various you know forums and the subreddits everyone's just like the anime industry right now is just an absolute mess like the the workload is obscene like the amount of shows still being pushed out and you know production committees like just ordering more and more seasons of stuff and this and that like you look at what's going on with attack on titan like can you really like hold it against them now at this point you know like obviously like it's a it's a mess and all that and we're, i don't want to oh, get yeah. back into that completely but it's it's a bummer. Like I feel really bad for the fans that really are like enjoying this and getting into it week to week, and I feel bad for the people making it. But uh, man, this is uh, it is ugly, ugly business. Yeah, it's shockingly ugly. Because um, yeah. like that's just it's one of those things you don't really think about, right? Like especially if you're just someone who like has this casual relationship with anime. Like maybe you watch one or two a year. Like I I guarantee you that there are people that just watch Demon Slayer when it comes out. And, yep. and like nothing else mm-hmm. and uh when we kind of got into all this like you know you hear things and you hear about like oh it's a big grind culture and a big hustle culture and all that stuff and it's like yeah sure but that exists everywhere but then like lately you just can't get away from this news no. it seems to be you know and every week. I, almost every week yeah and you know there's a lot of angles you know because it's the medium is growing and then so obviously the supply has to meet the demand but there just seems to be a bottleneck and just like a huge amount of overly stressed and overworked people and not an, i don't know uh sounds like a mess yeah but um, you did you like the episode i did like the episode i was a little how, do, how would i say it I, I would say i was intrigued i wasn't sitting there going like you know what i mean it didn't blow me away it wasn't like um I'm trying to think of like a different show that I've recently started. Actually, like we're gonna talk about, um, we might talk about Blue Lock later or like Summertime Render. Like by the time I was into the third episodes of those, I was like, yeah, I'm fucking in. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Vinland Saga season two episode three. Like I'm not missing a week of the show. No. But you know what I mean? It had a first season going for it, so maybe that's not the fairest comparison. I don't know. I would say I'm, I'm warm on Near Automata, but but that's about it. Right on. Um, Shall we uh, yeah. get into the newsfeed? Yeah, hit me. So uh, the Jujutsu Kaisen manga is rumored that it may the series may end this year. Yeah, that's interesting. When they like, I think it was the author of the manga who dropped. He said, "Oh, you know, like this might be it. Like this yeah. could be the last year." I don't know. Interesting. It's it's interesting. Like I don't know because what right now they're at like seventeen or eighteen volumes have been. Yeah. They're over here. Who knows how many more are, are coming this way? <laughs> the but. pessimist in me just wants to be like, you're just trying to boost sales for the end because the fucking my hero guy did the same, and then he's like, yeah, I don't think I'm gonna end it this year. But <laughs> but you never know. Like, I don't think Jujutsu Kaisen is doing so poorly where it needs a bump like that. Yeah, it doesn't seem to be that kind of a manga to your point that's going forever if there's only seventeen or eighteen volumes out. Mm-hmm. Right? It, yeah. Is that what you said? Well, so far, like that, you know, that's like at least translated into English. Like, uh, I'm, I know there's like, um, like if you look up any show right now, like we only get 
like an English version brought over here like every three, four months sometimes. Mm. So there's a good chance that like there's still like, you know, another like four or five volumes that have yet to be brought over here. Unless people are reading like the English chapters on, you know, Shonen, in Shonen Jump or whatever. But yeah, uh, fair point. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, uh, I am very excited. Well, the, yeah, I mean, the good and the bad with that news is that like, it, you know, it's taking a long time for this series to come out. Uh, they know that they've got something on their hands, and I think this will be... There's probably some really direct comparisons between Jujutsu Kaisen and Demon Slayer. Like, mm-hmm. they seem to be not super long in the tooth shows. I think Demon Slayer is actually over. But there's plenty of story left to watch, and people are going to wait, because the yep. studios handling them tend to be... have done really good jobs up to this point. And, you know, those... You know, phenomenal opening seasons, right? That they came out swinging. So when when you connect like that hard, there's a lot of buy-in, like like you know, series buy-in. Yeah. So I, I don't think uh, the fans aren't going anywhere, especially for season. Is season two this summer? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Go I ahead. Uh, Michael B. Jordan uh, is uh, has recently been cast in a Rainbow Six film to be directed by the director of the John Wick movies. Uh, yeah. 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 I I bet you this is another Amazon movie and it just gets kind of you know dumped on there. <laughs> like his lot I think because he did he did an action movie fairly recently that was just kind of tucked away on Amazon. Where do you stand on Michael B. Jordan? Uh, I think he was great in The Wire. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's uh, uh, that, that's about it. Like, uh, I watched the first Creed movie. I, you know I what? Didn't, I, I never didn't saw it. it. We almost no. turned it on the other night. Um, I watched like the first Rocky or two movies. Uh, as a kid I was never into those yeah yeah me neither you know in the boxing stuff like I like that stuff more these days but I don't know if as a boxing fan if I've ever loved a boxing movie mm. you know like I saw Southpaw with Jake Gyllenhaal and I was like Raging Bull's pretty good with De Niro you know what I didn't see that either that's a good one is it I know it's a, I actually have it like queued up that's a heavy that's a heavy watch actually but, I, but it's pretty good but yeah. I like that I like heavy stuff like that is that yeah. does that stand the test of time I think so. I think that's definitely up there. Like a lot of, you know, it kind of gets a little, I think that's just one of those movies a lot of people come down or come harder down on it. Just like with the recent, you know, viewing, you know, it's sure. like the, you know, today's climate to yeah, how they yeah. did it. I mean, but, it's a uh, very old movie, right? It's a very old movie and it's, I think it's Scorsese, like, you know, from the very get go is like not pulling any punches with what he was making. So yeah, it's, uh, it was yeah. him and De Niro. They did Raging Bull, and you know what? I've never seen, or I think I did see it. I can't remember. No, I never ended up watching Taxi Driver either. Oh, that's good too. Fucking hell. well, you watched Joker, so you're good. Yeah, that's you, the you thing. <laughs> I heard every, that was the take I heard, and I was like, well, I'm not gonna watch it now. But now that I've gained distance, maybe I'll queue up Raging Bull. It's just it's hard to get that in on a movie night at home. With the missus, be like, hey, want to watch something for three hours that's going to make you feel like shit? <laughs> yeah, no, I know exactly how I feel. <laughs> um, but I see, I would love to do that at any time, so I don't know. That should be, that's you know, why you I, have you. I should do a rewatch <laughs> Raging Bull. I think that's, that'd be a better suit. Boys Night. The two of us, Boys Night. All right. Um, yeah, so I don't know. The Michael B. Jordan, I, I think he's good. I think he has great screen presence, but uh, never he's never blown me away. Actually, you know what? He was, he that Fruitvale Station movie. Uh, that's actually what made uh, I'm blanking on his name now. The the Black Panther director. Um, Ugh, his name's on the wow. tip of my tongue. And Ryan Coogler. So, Ryan, that was his like first major movie, and it was Michael B. Jordan, and that you know based on a true story, and that was a very heavy watch. But it, was, cool. it was a very good. That was probably the best thing I've seen him in. But hmm. uh, Tron three. So total monkey paw situation. So we're getting a Tron three uh, from Disney, but Jared Leto's going to be the lead. So that's tough. It's Jared Leto's. <laughs> Fuck the internet's so upset. No shit. I 
It's interesting uh, with the... Uh, Jared Leto's interesting because studios continue to back him to lead movies. And, like, I'm not even going to get into... There's a lot of allegations, you know, like, cult, yeah. culty stuff about him that I... He's a I, weird cat. So I just can't just... speak to because, to be fair, I haven't really looked at it. But even just from a studio perspective, it seems like anytime he's a lead... Like, he got that Oscar win after taking a break from acting from mm. uh, Dallas Buyers Club. That was a good movie. And everybody kind of unanimously thought he crushed that. And then, like, he was rewarded with a really big part in The Joker that, to be fair, the movie was kind of a disaster everywhere. But he was front and center on that one. Yeah. And then you, like, kind of chalk it up. and But he's had he had, like, a Hitman movie straight to Netflix that flopped. He was in Blade Runner, but he was... He was... He was good in Blade Runner. I thought he was taking some swings. It was weird, and I know a lot of people didn't like it, but the I don't know something about it kind of worked for me in in that world. You, so. you know, the thing is for me is I think fucking everything works in Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Sure, I I think that movie is so good and like it's a hit. <laughs> doesn't get the respect that it deserves. I don't know. I I'll die fighting on that hill. That twenty forty nine is better than the original. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. we're gonna <laughs> let's right. just move past. Yeah. Let's, let's just move past. Let's stay friends. Um, <laughs> let's stay friends. Um, wait, but uh, but after all that, then he get he gets Morbius, and oh, you yeah. just feel yeah. like that's a coffin nail. And then no, I don't know who's doing Tron three, but um, Disney, obviously, my Disney. bad. Yeah. Sony did Morbius, but yeah, Disney's like, no, we liked what we saw with Morbius, and we really think you can inspire the audience. So why don't you take Tron? He's. Uh... Man, you, like you know the meme from uh, The Simpsons where Mo throws fucking Barney out the door, and then he's yeah, just yeah, yeah. Again. <laughs> like literally every flop that Jared Leto's associated yeah. to, he's like, oh, my two hundred million dollar budget movie. Hey, it's weird. Yeah, I don't. Um, he's a weird one, dude. In more ways, thing, like I like to goof on him, but like there's a good handful of movies that like I he's one of my favorite parts in the movie, like uh, Lord, yeah. uh, Lord of War. He's really good in. Is that uh, the with Nick Cage? Nick Cage is Jonah Hill in that movie? No, that's the one with uh, Whiplash guy, Miles Teller. Yeah, a different, similar concept, but like uh, no, the the yeah, different. Uh, I think both based on true story. The guy that Nick Cage played just got out of prison this year. Actually, oh, good. Weird. Yeah, a little bit of a international uh, arms dealer trades for oh, people. But anyways, yeah. we're not a political podcast. No, screw it. Let's get into it. <laughs> Tell me about how you're living your life according to the nine ancestral ancestral tenants. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> you're not you're not a fan of the Liver King? No, I have no idea. Wait, wow, who, wow, this is, that... is so weird. This is like this giant pop culture thing that I know that you don't. This never happens. I know of the Liver King. I don't know. Is that the thing he's associated like, yes, known yes. for? Is uh, the yeah the TLDR on the Liver King is that like he would like show up to podcasts and appearances and like make you know promote his businesses and his brand and made crazy amounts of money and he said all of his success and his his physique was uh thanks to living his life in accordance with the nine ancestral tenants like living like a caveman more or less like eating liver raw etc etc you know um sunning his perineum if you will and then of course it came out like recently that he was on like enough steroids to like almost keep the rock functioning uh, which is to say, oh more steroids than a pharmacy. Um, but yeah, then and then he had to apologize, and it was pretty funny. But you know, um, yeah, I must yeah. miss that one. You did. Um, okay, I'll I'll finish this off here. Fun fact: Pedro Pascal, Last of Us. Pedro Pascal has never starred in a series 
with less than an 89% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. I just... Man's the goat. So here's the thing. Man's the goat. I think we should have a whole conversation, not right now, but at some point, just about Rotten Tomatoes ratings, because, like, Mm. sometimes you can trust them implicitly. And other times... Like, I think it has a lot to do with the generation that uses the product and, like, how the longer Rotten Tomatoes is around, the more it will be used just because more and more people are are going to be technically literate, right? Mm. Like, if you look at IMDb, I think one of, like, the number one rated movie or probably in the top three is, like, Shawshank. Sure. And it, like, doesn't have a great Rotten Tomatoes score because, like, Rotten Tomatoes wasn't fucking around. You know what Mm. I mean? So it's, like... I don't know, a middling movie like Ant-Man has a better Rotten Tomatoes score than like one of the best movies of all time. So these things are obviously subjective, but this I think is just like a funny little data point because I think like a week or two ago when Last of Us came out, uh, we were talking about Pedro Pascal's batting average and mm. it's absurd. That guy doesn't miss. No, so far he's uh, he's got a pretty good hit record. I'd like the, what was that action movie he did with uh, Ben Affleck and... Um... Ah, shit. Why am I blanking on the name? Was it on Netflix? Yeah, with Oscar Isaac and... Uh, yeah, yeah, Oscar Isaac, Ben Affleck, and is it Garrett Hedlund? Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I remember that, like, man, this dude just picks fun shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, he, like, dumb action movie stuff. Yeah. He picks projects very well. Mm. Game of Thrones, Last of Us, Mandalorian, Narcos. Like, what? Yeah. Keep it going. Speaking of Last of Us, we'll wrap on this um, before we talk about the Oscars real quick. Uh, Last of Us, this is the first time ever in HBO's history that this has happened. The Last of Us experienced a 22% ratings jump from episode one to episode two, which is the highest ever for an HBO drama. are talking. And um, here's another crazy stat that I saw just, you know, along these lines. I think last week we talked about this, Mm. um, about how, you know, Last of Us had the best viewership in the last since 2010 other than house of the dragon for its pilot show for its pilot episode rather right it had yeah. like 4.8 million for the premiere and house of the dragon you know had a had like 10 million and that's a pretty big chasm but what's interesting is game of thrones caught it in the next 24 hour cycle or not game of thrones last of us caught up with it in the next 24 hour cycle so within two days it had 10 million views so it didn't wow. beat the premiere numbers but, like, it's like you could watch, it's like word spread, and it, mm. like, like normally that happens, right? Word spread, and you get, like, these subsequent bumps of, like, 20 30%, but it doubled in two days. Wow. And then it got high ratings on the second episode, and, like, that shit just doesn't really happen. It's, uh, I mean, not not over 20%, anyway. I, um, I think it's only gonna get bigger. I had, like, not a spoiler, obviously, because I know the story, but yeah. apparently, like, across, oh, maybe I don't wanna... I don't want to set expectations too high, but apparently all the people that got, like, the advanced screeners for the show... Yeah. Apparently, I was listening to this on um, uh, one of the Ringer podcasts. They were talking about... Uh, I guess it's it's pretty common amongst people who are, were not familiar with the show... Or the, the game, and the people that weren't, like, completely sold in to the mm-hmm. show in the first two episodes. Apparently, across the board, the third episode kind of is, like, the ultimate, like... Yeah, like, we're here. Like, we're fucking awesome. Like, this is... Ooh. Yeah. So, in you know, I, I know, like, I'm excited because what they're going to show next is, like, the next step on this. I could see where, you know, I, I could see where all the buy-in is going to be, you know. So, I'm excited to see, like, that that moment to be so exciting for, for, for oh. people to, for, for, for a bigger a bigger jump. So, it's, it's fun, man. It, it's not often where I get to watch a show where I've, like, so 
I've been so invested in the original product when it comes to an adaptation. So it's uh, yeah, I'm excited to see it grow. No, I'm 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 stoked to be along for the ride, and it it's really cool to watch something be made or watch something like this of this magnitude come out, and to have a completely new audience be stoked about it while the people like the fans of the source material are also stoked because it's Mm -hmm. usually a bunch of people in a corner being like i don't know man like it was different in the game you know what i mean but it like so far and i know there's nitpicks nothing can be one-to-one sure it's like so far everyone just seems kind of happy with it yeah yeah okay um oscars are out we won't spend Mm -hmm. too much time on this um but you feeling Man, I think every year the Oscars come out, it it's um, it makes me feel bad that I haven't seen a lot of the Oscar movies. But this this year is a little bit different. Um, what I think maybe we should just talk about Best Picture quickly. Do you have any hot takes here? I, I think for me, I, I don't know if this is a hot take or not. Like this is how disconnected I feel. I don't think Top Gun Maverick belongs here at all. No, but I think it does because the argument is. Okay. Yeah. Here's the okay. Argument. Hit me up. So the argument is right. COVID ravaged theaters. Okay. Yeah. The arguably, maybe Dune is in the conversation as well. But I think Top Gun, actually Avatar would be the most recent one. But at the time, Top Gun was the one that brought people back to make cinema, like essentially help the industry all around. Like yeah. to know, like so I think it deserves a spot because at the end of the day, like it's a techni- very well technically made movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the acting or whatever side, like there's nothing wrong with it. But it, mm-hmm. I, I think, like I'm not saying they should be throwing a Marvel movie in a best pic- you know, best picture win like every time one comes out or whatever. But I think Top Gun does enough to stand its ground. With I don't think it's going to win. But even by a long shot, I think it's like the probably the weakest movie compared. Well, I don't know Elvis. Some people really liked Elvis, but that's neither here nor there. I, yeah. I think Top Gun believes here because you know it is you know the I think with Tom Cruise and Christian Quarry were so adamant about like you know put this in theaters like they could have easily just dumped this to a streamer or whatever and Tom Cruise was like it's not happening like you know we're gonna get people when people can get back into theaters we're gonna save it for then you know so like it's I think at the end of the day like you know it was on the big screen it was on it was the big picture you know so yeah. it's I, I think it, i think it very much deserves that spot all right uh, so i'll give you all that i don't disagree with anything you said i think my point of contention is like just because it put asses in seats and like really helped revitalize the series or the movie really helped revitalize the industry doesn't mean it's an oscar contending movie but but people loved it, right? It was it was across the board well loved, and should not should there not be like a, a consumer, a, or a consumer side to the well, this is the best picture. This is what put the Oscars in trouble two years ago when Endgame came out. It's like okay, so if you want, we'll just play box office numbers, and you just give it best most popular of the year, and that's probably more apt. I don't think like they're not apples and oranges. But I don't think they're quite the same situation. I don't think Top Gun is even remotely similar to what Endgame is. No, no, I don't like. I'm not saying that they're close. I guess my point is like this is more of like a fuck yeah, movies are back movie, and not like a this is like the pinnacle mm-hmm. of cinema movie. Well, like you look at the rest of the list, like um, it is a know, weird. It, it feels like a weird year. There's a lot of, like, good, like, movie movies, you know? So it's, like, it's unfair to... 
it, you can't blame it for being the ugly stepchild. <laughs> you know, like yeah. I think it deserves to be there, but I don't think it's, you know, I don't think it stands a shot in winning. Um, Definitely not. But to, I was like, and I'm gonna steal this take, and I will like to be fair, I'll like give credit where it's due. The guys from the Ringer were also saying like, this is a movie movie year, but also yeah. like there's got to be like ten nominees. Like what? Like the yeah with. Like, one of these tends to be a gimme, or one of them tends to be a bit of a charitable pick. That defense I can kind of accept for Top Gun. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. No, I can see that. What do you think is favorite to win? Ugh, fuck. I have a very sad, sneaky suspicion Elvis is going to win. Yeah. Okay, so I actually... What I want in my heart is everything ever all at once. Like, obviously... Banshees. I still haven't seen it yet, but you know Martin McDonough is my guy. Yeah. Um, I think it'd be hilarious if Big Jim won. That'd be fucking priceless, dude. If Jim Cameron wins, like <laughs> the guy can't be stopped if he wins, and I, I won't even care if he wins. No. Um, All Quiet on the Western Front. Absolutely not. Have you seen that? I've really wanted to. I've Devin told me it was exceptionally heavy. He's like prepares. It's the most like war movie he's seen. In quite yeah. Some time. Um, Fablemans. I've heard good stuff. A lot of these I haven't seen. Everything, everywhere, all at once, would be like a triumph, hmm. but I just don't know if I see it. Um, Parasite one. That's true. The odd one out. The really like the super like genre fan favorite. Yeah. Snuck in. So about so I, we've talked about this a couple times, and I want to I want to circle back on it um, before we wrap up and we can talk about any other categories you want but I, I just don't want to forget this you mentioned Elvis right mm. um, so I, I remember we talked about this and I was like it feels like there's like a disproportionate amount of best actor wins in biopics mm. um, and not necessarily best picture of the year but just specifically best actor right mm. leading actor whatever it sure. is and so I dug up this I did a bunch of research on this and when I say research I mean I googled it and then I clicked on the first two links um, but I did look around and it is true if you play a biopic or you play a lead in a biopic you are more likely to win an Oscar here's an article from 2019 so it's three years out of date but just read just listen to this six of the last eight best actor winners have all been from biopics and so have 11 of the last 18 Overall, 26 performances from biopics have won the Oscar for Best Actor since the award was created, half of them since the 1990s. And the first time in Oscar history, over the last decade, the number of nominees for biopics have surpassed nominees who have played original characters, a split of 23 over 22 dating back to 2010. So more people get nominated for playing real people as of 2019 um, than they do for, get, for playing original characters. Isn't that fucked? <laughs> Dave, nostalgia is hell of a drug. Yeah, I just... That's what it is. You know, Rami Malek won that year, and I don't ask me to list them all, but in that article, it says it was something like six, five out of six of the characters were based on real people. Hmm. And the best actor for the year that Rami won. Um, so I don't know if Elvis is going to win, but if you want to play the stats game, then you should probably put your money on Austin Butler in a leading role. You haven't seen that yet, have you? No. No interest. No, I mean either. I don't love. Uh, I don't love biopics. Um, I'm trying to think of the one. I'm trying to think of one that I did love. Everybody I like the really old ones. I watched like the favorite, which is like you know the the one with uh, Olivia Coleman. I like you know like the 
18th century or yeah. like that stuff like you know like kind of like costume dramas or whatever but uh yeah modern ones i'm not super into then again um brendan Fa- fraser is kind of on a award-winning tour right now right mm. so is austin butler though is he oh yeah 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 i think i think he might have that one in the bag interesting um before we move on is there anything uh, any other categories you want to mention uh not oh really. actually just to the to the mcu point i don't know if this is accurate um is this the first time anyone in the mcu is nominated for an actor or actress award because angela bassett was nominated for best actress in a supporting role for black panther wakanda forever uh, no, um... RDJ Chad never Boseman. got it. Chadwick Boseman was nominated, was he not? Posthumously? Yeah. Wasn't he? Was it, no, was it for Black Panther? No. No, they got, um, and, like, don't come for me, they got a, um, absolutely undeserved nomination for Best Picture for the first one. Oh, that's what it was. Okay. And that, uh... that did break records. Like, that was a first. Hmm. RDJ never got it, and he's really the only other guy. Like, that is kind of front-setter for, I mean, at least for leading. I swear Chadwick Boseman won a posthumous. Um, oh, not sure, you know what you might sure be thinking of? Was he for, was though. nominated posthumously for um, Mama Black, what is it? Oh, yes. And yes. that came out the same year yeah, as Endgame. Okay. That's, and he, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Anyway. That was a good movie. Yes, it was. Yeah. I ended up seeing it late. Like another name, but it's a good movie. Yeah. Um, Mom Black, Rainy, I don't know. Okay. Oh, Rain, Rainy's Black Bottom? Yes, that's what it was. Um, let's briefly talk about Trigun Stampede. I loved it. <laughs> so, okay, so I'll start, and then you can yeah. take us through. Um, I think... I think where I'm at is I'm probably out. Um, you're out of Nier, and I'm out of mm. Trigun. I watched the cold open... Worst part of the episode. Yeah, I mean, yeah. of course, right? And it just felt like homework. I think that the, um, I don't want to repeat myself. I think what we said last week is like, you know, the action is fantastic. The colors are brilliant. I like the voice acting. All of that stands true. But like everything in between are these like super janky video game cutscene scenes. And I'm just, the juice is not worth the squeeze for me right now with this show. Okay, um, Dave, they did this thing in this episode where, and again, I'm not trying to, you know, <laughs> you and I have, like, already been talking. Like, we got so much to watch right now. There's a lot mm-hmm. of really good shit on the stuff we would rather be watching. But they did something in this episode that completely caught me off guard. They did, like, an episode, like, if it's a 12-episode run or whatever, hypothetically, you know, like, they do some bombastic moments in, like, episodes 9 or 10 or whatever. They did, like, almost like a finale, like, end-of-season moment in this episode Jeez. and i was blown like visually stunning like it's the most tremendous thing they've done so far on this show um they very like they introduced um i'll spoil a little bit i guess um, yeah. like the main villain appears and like they kind of tee up like clearly like you know we already know that vash and this guy know each other you know this bad guy but like his they brother have them. his brother yeah i mean so i put bro- that thing, yeah yeah but like they really like they showed the brother and, you know, they had some back and forth. And I do agree, it does feel like, you know, we finished the episode and both Leanne and I were like, we should probably go back and watch the first two. That's not a, it's not a great sign. Again, it, it's, it's mm-hmm. a bad look. But I was so blown away with what took place at the, like, the middle to end of this episode. Um, if this is what they are confident and fucking just playing around with in the third episode, cinematic-wise, 
uh, or you know, presentation wise, yeah. I can only imagine what they're gonna swing for the fences for in the latter half of the season. Um, Jeez. I think again, I like the story a little more. The character, like it's, it, it is disjointed. I'm not gonna argue with it, but it is no by no means even remotely close to like an amazing show. I know a lot of people love it. I think there's a lot of problems with it. But I think I'm going to ride this out for these blockbuster moments. And if there's stuff in between those moments that I enjoy, like, I'm in, I'm in for it. But I was, like, you know, jaw dropped. <laughs> like, the they did some stuff, like, all villain-related stuff of him just, like, fucking shit up. And everyone was kind of, like, helpless. Like, no one could do anything. Um, it, was, it was a good episode to kind of prime, like, the hero to, like, you know, get some shit done. In one of those kind of scenes, you know, sure. like... And I think the messaging was, like, spot on. And, uh, yeah, no, I don't know. I, I really enjoyed this episode. Like I said, it's not perfect. I do want to go back and kind of be a little more meticulous now. I've already seen and kind of make notes a little more about, st- you know, stuff I missed or whatever. But uh, I think I think they're going to show us some pretty wild shit by the end of it. I think with a review like that, I'll go. I'll check out the third episode. and it's Just to see it. Like, it's only one more episode, right? Well, if, that's you, the thing, if you're not right? in, you're not in. Like, you already watched the first, like, four or five minutes. So, yeah. But uh, OP is great, too. Oh, my God. A lot yeah, of great OPs. A lot of great OPs this season. It is, actually. Man, okay, tell me this really quick. Mm. Did the ED of Vinland Saga feel more apt this time around with how depressing this, that episode was this week? There's parts of it I just don't like, and there's parts of it that I really like. Getting you know? so tired of your shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm, I do like the song. I think, I think there's just... I don't know. I, I'm just like whatever on it, but there's yeah, moments yeah. in vocally in the ED or I'm like, what? There, okay, that, I'll really give you. Like okay, wait. I there's a verse I don't like, like halfway through. Yeah, that I genuinely don't like. I always find the intro and like into the like the first minute of that coming off the episodes of Vinland make me. I'm, I'm digging the first minute. Yes, and then okay, yeah, there's. I think there's like uh, maybe the ver like the chorus I like. I think there's a the, weird thing they do. Yeah, it's very impressive, like what this you know person does with her voice. Like, Leanne, yeah, I love it. It's worth it's we we watch it just to hear that point, and then the way it ends out too is really really cool. My Hero Academia season six episode sixteen. Did you know you wanted a Hawk's backstory? <laughs> I had thought we had gotten one, so I was kind of like, wait, have we been over this? And it was just you know kind of you know uh, like a made up memory, but uh, yeah, it was, it was some good shit. Depressing as all get out. Holy shit. Yeah, man, sometimes I don't know if I love or hate this show, like, <laughs> I don't know, I, yeah, no, like, I we clown on my hero a lot, but, like, yeah. I thought this was really effective storytelling, I appreciated that the story went there, and, like, showed us, like, as much as they could, like, kind of, you know, Hawks' childhood, having kind of two junky parents that use and abuse him, like, I, and, like, showing why he is the way he is, and kind of giving some, I don't know, some shading to his character like i appreciate all that Mm. and the show does all that very effectively um at the same time it's like the reason the show is this long is because they do shit like this yeah you know and that's a good thing and a bad thing like it Mm -hmm. i guess it depends on what you want right what do you want from a show and if you want it to go 10 seasons and you want an epic that you know or if you can call it an epic but if you want this like generationally long show that like everybody gets a turn then yeah you're probably gonna dig it right yeah mm-hmm. it's it was a good episode it's just another one of their 
you know, they give you some new info, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, but this is a bridging episode. Like, plain yeah. and simple. You know, it's like, and they're going to probably do this, like, another one of these, and then they're going to be able to jump fully back into whatever the, like, the next step is. Like, you know, we might get one more episode of Midoriya still asleep, and then when he wakes up, it's going to, you know, kick yeah. in. They're going to have Midoriya back with All Might and, you know, and Aerie, and Aerie's going to fix him. You know, like, it's, I don't know, it, it's not, like, it's... These moments are cool, and I'm glad we're having them, and I'm enjoying them because soon we're gonna get a lot of like anime bullshit stuff. I'm like, oh, Midori's just good again. You know, like we're gonna have like you know the, the magical anime cure coming up. You know, it's like, true. It's it's, it's um, tricky because sometimes this feels like anime bullshit stuff. Like this feels like a good way to burn an episode. Yeah. Um, but though I do like Hawks as a character, so it was kind of nice. Like, see mm-hmm. what I mean? I'm kind of torn. I did like the Endeavor stuff too, like him having a cry. Um, you know, I hated like, that you know, they used a joke to like diffuse the tension that irritated the shit out of me. I did not like that. But then also too, like they kind of brought it right back to reality with they the did. mom being there. They did. I was like, okay, that's pretty good. Um, but uh, they're spending a lot of time on this. Like, like the payoff better be good. Like the show plants seeds like no other. No, because you know I mean? the the payoff is gonna be Shoto thrown down with Dobby. That's, yeah. I think I think that's what the payoff is. And like using his mom's quirk to win or something. I don't know. Probably. It'd be yeah. in a very not so symbolic way. <laughs> I'm fine with that for what it's worth. Like yeah, believe yeah. me, I yeah. want Shoto to have a good arc. Like he's a cool character, probably underutilized this season. He's so yeah, been kicking around in the background a little too much for my taste yeah. the past uh, couple couple years. Um, I don't know how long how long do we spend on Tokyo Avengers episode three season two. All right, I think we should just fucking sign the papers right now. I think we should just start reading the manga. I was yeah. not. I I'm out. Yeah. All right. I, okay. Let's um. Well, actually, is it on that Shonen Jump app that you use? I believe so. Yeah. Why don't you report back and I'll? I don't know. I'm gonna have to call Zurich and move some money around. It's like three bucks a month. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to call my account. I don't know if I can. I don't know. Dave, like Dave, I I think. <sighs> Tokyo Avengers. Why do you do this to me? That um, should be the intro to the to the show. <laughs> <laughs> like I really, I like the concept. I like what they're doing. There is a scene. Okay, so this was there a moment in this episode that broke you? That you were just like, I've had enough of this. No, I I watched this episode barely conscious, and I was like, and I took notes. Like I know what happened, but like. Yeah. I, there was no part of me that was going to be like, oh, I better rewatch it to make sure I didn't miss anything, because I know I didn't. <laughs> there was... It was the transition between, like, this moment where, you know... And some interesting stuff happened. Like, Takamichi talks to Shifuyu, and, you know, he gives him, like... Essentially lets him know that he can time travel. That's, like, the biggest bomb so far, right? Is that, it like... Was, it was he's, huge. He's told someone in the past, so that's a big deal. It was a big deal, but it just... It seemed so, like, a little underserved. I'm like, okay, like, it's... You know, and, you know, like, again, he immediately backpedaled and Shifu's like, whatever. But it was the following scene where they're trying... He's trying to vouch for Hakai, and everyone's, like, talking, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, it's just, like, a bunch oh, of goofs in a scene. room. That was dumb. Be- it was it was so bad, and I'm like, there's no way this... It had this... And if it has the exact same tone of the scene in the manga, then... It's it is what it is. Like I'm not gonna you know stress about it anymore. But like this seems like a big scene, and again, it immediately goes to a joke. And I I think back after this episode, I thought back to was it last year? Yeah, it would have been last year when we were talking about Tokyo Avengers. And you're like, are we just too old for this? And yeah. by the end of the episode, I was like, oh fuck, I, yeah, I think we might be. Like, yeah, it's I don't um, know. no, I think. He, 
I think you kind of hit the nail on the head for me because I remember watching that scene being like, this is fucking ludicrous. Oh, wait, they're children. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. There's something about it that just still doesn't connect. Yeah. And like this whole like, oh, it means war, this, that. I'm like, what the fuck are you guys? Like someone call a grown up. Like, I don't know what it is. And <laughs> I don't mean to be the, this grouchy guy being like, oh, this anime isn't realistic. Meanwhile, I'm out here watching Attack on Titan. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I yeah. don't know. But like, it's because I think they're attempting to be it's supposed to be somewhat realistic with the twist of time travel, but it all just feels so out of touch, or maybe that's me. Mm. I, either way, I don't like the answer. You know what I mean? Like, I don't... It's there's just not for episodes. me. There's only 12 episodes this season. Oh, yeah. I'm going to wait till it's all done. I'm going to binge it all, and then, you know, you and I are going to read the manga, hopefully a little more happily in the background. And uh, maybe Good we'll point. chime in with a chapter a week. Yeah, this is what we read this week. We liked it, you know? I bet it's a, on that app, it's probably easy to blitz through and read read a bunch real quick, too, eh? Yeah, I read, like, 100 chapters of Bleach this weekend. So. God, you're <laughs> Um Okay, so that's Tokyo Revengers. Yeah. What should we talk about next? I, mean, I just realized we're going long. What, what we, we are do? going long. You've been wanting to talk about Blue Lock so bad these past few weeks. I oh my we god. Should, I think we should talk some Blue Lock. Okay. Um, do we end on Blue Lock or... I'll leave um, it up to you. We'll see, how, we'll see how long this takes. Okay, this <laughs> week we'll do Blue Lock. Next week I would really like to talk about Revenger. We, yes, is, we're both watching it. That's the crazy we're, thing. We're both watching it and I'm really liking it. I, I don't think it's perfect, but there's a lot of fun things and I think... You know, we'll watch the new episode and we'll report back. We'll do like a four episode review next okay. week. Okay, uh, there's your promo. Let's just, yeah, let's just do Blue Lock right now. Okay, so I, I just gotta say this, and I gotta get it out. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, I know that you didn't love the first couple episodes, but no, here, here, really here is a fact. Here is a fact. Like we're watching. What did we just finish in Psycho season? Like there was Chainsaw Man. There was um. I mean, Chainsaw Man is probably the biggest thing. But you know, we're watching Chainsaw Man. Um. Watching all these shows right now, Villain Saga is on. I am not laughing or having a better time than with any other show than I am with Blue Lock. I'm oh my I'm laughing my ass off. I'm at times I'm like clenching, like oh fuck, you know what I mean? Like it's it's obviously like kind of deadhead stuff. Yes, it's sure. like melodramatic. Yes, it over dramatizes like seemingly other otherwise day to day interactions. Mm. but you it's so ridiculous grant and it's so funny and like i'm invested in this absurd fictitious non-existing high stakes soccer academy <laughs> and like it i just i look at how much fun i'm watching i'm having watching the show i'm like i know this is how grant felt with IQ. Like, and I'm not saying that if you like IQ, you're going to love blue lock cuz your experience sure. would suggest the other the, the opposite but mm-hmm. I definitely know that you were having a similar experience with Haikyuu because I'm just sitting there like losing my shit over yeah. this ridiculous, ridiculous anime. You know what I mean? Like it's absurd and I can't stop watching it. It's like my funnest Saturday watch. I haven't missed a week. I fucking love it. And like well, there, you know there are many arcs. Space with Tokyo Revengers, so I'm going to jump in now. Yeah. I, I just want to, I need, I need, I need to know what you're talking about because you were so high on it and you know, the... I feel like each week you're like blue lock. I'm still loving it, and I'm like, damn, okay, well, <laughs> yeah, and like, so. he, like here's the thing, like there's, it's not, it's definitely not perfect, like, and I can just say that, and, mm. but it, the this juice is worth the squeeze. You know what I mean? Like it's mm. painful sometimes, but not really. Like there's a couple mini arcs that I was like, really, do we need to do this? Like, sure. 
you know, out of 15 episodes, I probably wasn't crazy about two or maybe three. But, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. There are a lot of very direct comparisons to Haikyuu that I can make based off the 10 or so episodes I saw. Sure. But they're definitely doing it in a very different way. Um, this show is definitely very much its own and has a very different tone. Um, and I also have to say, they do some... It's not perfect, but they actually do some impressive blending of CG or 3D animation um, as well. And, like, <laughs> the animation quality... I'm, I'm curious to hear what you think about it. Like, you know how Haikyuu does a really good job of impact, like, when they finally land the shot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same with Blue Lock. Like, there's <laughs> just... They know how to thread the needle on tension and payoff. And... I don't know, like, you know, we're six seasons into My Hero Academia, and, like, the first time they pull the rug out from under you, mm. it's crazy, right? But then yeah. in the sixth season, you're like, okay, yeah. like, Deku's arms are going to be fine. You know what I mean? Sure. So maybe in season three or four of Blue Lock, like, I'm not losing my shit anymore. So maybe sure. to, it's yeah. just that, like, it's so new to me. But the animation, the music, the way they build hype... Um, the way well, how maybe it's, not because yeah. Haikyuu, you know, in my opinion, you know, throughout the four seasons, like those moments of like you know making the connection, making the shot, you know, the the you know the speed of the game and like the reactions and whatnot, like it's it, it doesn't go away. So I think Blue Lock probably is just under. I think that would be under a similar circumstance. So I I, I think it could be able yeah. to carry that because I think uh, is that it's in the. Was there a break and they're now doing the second core, or they're already doing a second season this later this year? Because right? um, I keep seeing about Blue Lock season two. I'm not sure if that's what you're technically. Watching. Uh, I think it's technically what I'm watching. I think it's two consecutive cores. Oh, okay. I think is what what the deal is, which I was so stoked about because I was like, oh no, like I'm really getting into it around season twelve or episode twelve, and mm-hmm. they're like, oh yeah, we're not stopping. I was like, oh fuck. There, there you go. And like, you know, I don't. This is definitely not a show. I want to talk about every week and be like, hey, can you believe they lost the game or they won the game? Because it just doesn't really warrant dissection. It's more of like a just have fun kind of thing. I don't know. And I don't really have something like that in my rotation. I feel like hmm. Tokyo Revengers should have been that or some of these shows should have just been like, yo, sit down, shut up, enjoy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm, yeah. Dude, I'm sitting alone in my living room with a shit eating grin on my face while I watch this thing. <laughs> I look That's like awesome. an idiot. Um, but yeah, I just, I had to tell you that I'm so high on it right now. I'm, uh, I'll report back next week. I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch a couple episodes. It's gonna be hilarious if you fucking hate it, but you're allowed to. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We will see. Okay. Um, next week, I promise we'll talk Revenger. Yes. And uh, we'll both be uh, caught up too. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm really, really digging it. Um, you want to end on a Q and A? Let's do it. So the Q and A, if, uh, past David didn't mention it runs on our instagram at part-time otaku podcast where you should be following us and we put it in our stories on mondays so if you want to uh you know get a question in for us to answer we do it at the end of every episode um so this one's from liana are there any anime that are either done and or canceled that you wish you could have gotten more of Mm. i have one it's it's I think it's a show that's not going to get a second season, and it mm. bumps me the fuck out. So it's kind of not really the question, but I think it fits. Mm. Uh, I I pray to God, the anime gods, I hope they look down upon me with with favor. I want a second season of Dorohiro so fucking bad. Yeah. 
I don't think we'll get it. <laughs> I really don't think we will. I think MAPPA, unless some other studio picks it up, but I think MAPPA has other attention. What was the it. deal with that? Was that a manga adaptation? Did they do that? Yep. Yeah, it... yeah, it's a manga. Okay. It's a and... complete complete story. Um, but the done. anime didn't finish it. No, 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 no. I, you could clearly tell. Like, they... I think it's a, like it's a very popular series, uh, but I think by the end of it, I definitely, as much as I loved it, by the end, I was like, ah, oh, like there's just like an itch I still have, like that needs mm. to be scratched. Um, and I think there's there's a lot more story there. But uh, interesting, you know, it's I had one off season just to watch it, you know, like but I, like by the end, of it, I think most people feel like, oh, I want more. I think it's it's a big mystery box show, right? Did you say so, Netflix? Netflix, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it the dinosaur head something? Yeah, or yeah. I think it was. Is there a hefty CG in that? There is, it, but it's. But you weird. liked it. I, I liked it because it was so. Because the show has a real like kind of, um, almost like a like a super grungy, S and M like grunge punk look to it, like gothic feel to the show. Like it's so down that. and dirty, and kind of just the character animations with the background, it, it all kind of really worked well. And like the you know like some of it looked a lot better than others. Like there was a couple stuff that like it looked a little silly, but like nothing as bad as like you know near like the you know the the, the aerial units in, in near but uh no I, it's i think it, it sh- i think for me that show is proof that it can be done well okay well that sounds like an interesting exercise because yeah maybe i should check it out just for fun it's fun it's um, fucking weird it's really weird but like it's uh weird good yeah it's like it's it's kind of like an i remember i read it somewhere some reviewer on some website wrote it was like Dorohiro is like coming out of an acid trip like you're not uh-huh. you're not in the thick of it but like you're kind of like still like it's just you're kind of gross and you're you know everything kind of seems like a little you know swirly or whatever and that's just like the world like the concept of like there's like two worlds and you know like there's these scientists or like wizards essentially that are like just using pe- fucking around with people and like changing their bodies just for like the sport of it and the fun of it so that's why, like, you know, people have, like, you know, like, an animal head and, like, a human body and all that. Like, everyone's just kind of being... Their, their world is kind of just used as, like, you know, free reign experimentation. And uh, people trying to get around. It's fun. It really... It's a really fun show. I, I highly recommend anyone watch it. Hopefully, hopefully there's a surge from this podcast this week and uh, Netflix... Well, ne- <laughs> Netflix won't. But uh, hopefully someone notices and they make another season. So, I, um, again, I, I release to you. Okay, maybe I'll check it out. Um, I had... Okay, I have one answer that I just came up with to this question on, like, what would I like to see more of? But I have a very specific idea in mind, so I don't know if this qualifies, but hear me out. And you, you won't really know, actually. So the, my answer is Death Note. Okay. But, and I can't really say this without spoiling it for you, but what I'll say is this, I would like to see the same universe of Death Note explored okay. through a different set of eyes. Like, you know how cyberpunk mm. edgerunners happened and it's sure. just like a person that lives in that world yeah. and it's just you know david's whole journey through that environment there's G- thousands of people whose yeah. story could be told and they're just one of them give me a new character that finds a death note you could keep ryuk if you want which is like the original shinigami or do a whole new one i think like if you really want to bait users and or users if you really want to bait viewers into watching bring you ryuk back because he's so much of the charm of that show and it's, that's the the devil yeah thing. Yeah, he's kind of literally the devil on the shoulder. Um, but, yeah, I think you could easily get stuff out of there. And I think, like, there's there's manga stuff that explores side stories, so there may already be a larger universe avail- available in source material. 
but I, I can't say for sure. But I think like a new 25 episode, just single season run like they did the first time would mm. be pretty cool. I still really highly recommend you watch that. It's uh, it's on the list. We, um, well, like Death Note is the big one, but I think Cowboy Bebop is like higher, yeah. much higher on my like uh, you know legacy show to watch. That's we fair. watched something this weekend, uh, a movie that was written by the writer of uh, Cowboy Bebop, Ooh. and Le- like Leanna Crin and I like were just like in love, in love with the movie. And I was like, Dan, like if he wrote this, like I, I really need to go back and get it to Cowboy yeah. Bebop and I think... see what that was all about. I think I told you Sam finished Full Metal, and uh, we're Ooh. into episode six or seven of Cowboy Bebop now. Fuck but yeah. we're going slow, so like sure. if you pick it up, you know we could be synced up in no time. Well, a couple shows are coming off the weekly coverage yeah. here, so I think uh, we can fit in an episode a night. Cool, cool. All right, um, I think that's about it, Grant. Yeah. Okay, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you to the Comic Book Shop for the sponsor. Thank and you very much. Uh, yeah, follow us on Instagram at Part Time Otaku Podcast. Subscribe to the podcast on Spotify. You can rate us there now, so feel free. And uh, you can also find us on Apple Podcasts. Feel free to throw some ratings for us or some reviews for us there as well. I think that's about it. We'll be back same time next week. Thank you so much, Grant. You may go ahead and say the thing. Bye, guys. Cheers. <laughs>